Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots as well as free returns and exchanges and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The Pope and Young Club wants to welcome you as we rally together to ensure our bow hunting opportunities for today and tomorrow. You've come to the podcast that believes in preserving, protecting, and promoting the passion for bow hunting. Join us as we strive to be the voice of today's bow hunter. This is the Pope and Young Podcast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Pope and Young Podcast. Jason Roundsville here, joined as always with my co-host, Dylan Ray, and we have with us the marketing coordinator for Fourth Arrow Camera Arms and Winsent. We have Joe Coy. Joe, welcome. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks for having me on, guys. Yeah, it's uh, this is one of those things I've I've seen your products out there, and I'm excited about. It. I haven't had a chance to use them yet. But I want to hear about them. And so I figured this would be a great time to to find out about you and 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 your companies and and uh, go from there. So yeah, yeah. give us a little background about Joe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I've been with the company now for probably what's it, about four years now, hard to believe. Um and yeah, I've I've uh I've always loved bow hunting and hunting in general. I wanna say it may have not been until I was like 17 before I finally killed my first deer with a bow, <laughs> but I shot several with a gun before that. But, uh, no, it's been fun to, to work in the whole hunting industry and, uh, just being able to be in that from day to day is, is, is a lot of fun. So it is, it, it's definitely a lot of neat opportunities and some great people for sure. You know, Jason, I think, uh, I want to, I want to touch on this real quick because I think it just speaks to, Pope and Young's revision and Pope and Young's, um, you know, new brand and, and not new stance on some things, but, um, fourth arrow came to us at ATA and they're like, man, we'd love to work with you guys. Um, that's awesome. And, and I was away from the booth and, 
it never dawned on me. It didn't register me. I met Joe probably about four years ago, probably right when he came on um, through a mutual friend of ours, and he introduced me, and it never registered with me. And then I got with him after the show, and I'm like, hey, I heard you stop by our booth. And he's like, yeah, it's me, Joe. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> never even clicked. But, <laughs> but uh, no, that that's a proud feeling, Jason, when when – you know, people in the industry see things changing and they want to be on board with it. And so we're incredibly stoked to have you guys on board, Joe. No, we're, we're excited. We're excited as well. I mean, just what Pope and Young has stood for, you know, over the years, we're, we are so excited to be, you know, involved with for sure. So, well, it's nice for us because, you know, for a long time we were, you know, we always did more, but we didn't tell people about it. So they didn't know. They're like, oh, they're just the record books. Not exactly. We still do the record books and we'll always, but there's, there's a lot more to the organization than that. And so it's nice for us when, you know, individuals and organizations recognize that and, and want to be part of it. It makes us feel pretty proud. So appreciate you guys jumping on. Tell us, um, you know, let's start. Tell us about especially the camera arms. I know right now, you can't go anywhere, social media, you name it. And, and people are filming their hunts. I mean, they're everywhere you go. So tell us about what you guys have that make that makes it better for folks to do. Yeah, for sure. So I'll kind of start with kind of the whole background story of how fourth arrow camera, camera arms even started. Um, it was actually... <laughs> It actually had to do with our other product line, our Winsent, uh, which is our electronic scent vaporizer. We, our owner had the idea for that product. And in that whole process of trying to film that product, um, the camera arms we were using at the time were just big and clunky and just cumbersome. They weren't easy to set up. Um, a lot of us um, in our group here hunt a lot of private land. So we, we, we might be going back to the same tree on a regular basis, right? And, you know, if, but if you might be going to a different, you know, a tree stand at a different time, you know, you have to bring that whole camera arm set up with you. So we decided, well, what happens if we make our own camera arm? And we came up with the idea of what if we preset a base that's strapped to the tree in each one of our tree stand sets that we go back to on a regular basis. And then that makes the setup so much easier. Then you just, you know, be need to drop your arm in and then you can start filming, right? You don't have to be running the ratchet strap, making all that noise. So, um, and the other side of it was, you know, there's so many trees that it's hard to get your camera system level. Um, you know, when you're filming, that's already a lot of extra work, right? And the easier you can make that whole process, the better, right? So we're like, how are we going to get this thing level? And that's kind of where our team came up with the whole idea of what happens if you have a ball joint, right? And then you could have 360 degree leveling and you could get that camera arm set up level on any tree. So some of us, we have, you know, some giant oak trees that we hunt and you might have, you know, several different main trunks to the tree or even decent sized side, side branches coming out from the tree. Oh, that'd be perfect to put your camera arm there. Well, with a lot of the traditional systems that were out there, you could only put it, you know, behind you on the main trunk. Um, so with our system that we came up with, um, it was just, it was incredible just because you could then level it anywhere and you could preset those bases. So, um, over the years, of course, things have kind of evolved. We made some modifications on our original shoulder. So basically 
just so everyone kind of understands how our system works, it's basically has three components. So the first component would be your base. That's going to be the part that's going to actually strap onto the tree. Um, the way a lot of guys use it, they'll leave, they'll preset those bases sometimes even before the season starts and leave them there all season. The next part of the of the um, whole system would be your shoulder. That's where all your leveling is. And that's where you have that ball joint leveling system. And then finally you have your arm and then that's gonna be what you're gonna be putting your, you know, your camera head on with your camera. Um, so over the years, the shoulder has uh, been the main thing we've tried to improve. And um, just to, what, man, I will say two years ago this spring now, we released a new toolless shoulder it's like, it's even lighter and super way easier to use. So, um, and then also throughout that whole process, we, we were like, well, there's, there's so many other ways we can innovate in the whole filming your hunt realm. Right. Um, you know, we, we aren't just hunting out of a tree stand. Oftentimes we'll hunt out of a ground blind. We'll hunt out of a box blind. So we came up with some other options. Um, we have like shorter arms, like we, um, our most popular one would be our Rex arm. That's a tripod arm that'll mount directly on top of your tripod. And it will give you, basically it's a 10 inch arm. And, you know, the frustrating thing with running a tripod in a box blind is if that turkey or that deer is in that blind spot uh, in the corner of the blind, you have to move your whole tripod to be able to get that camera right. in the proper position. Whereas with that short little arm, you have basically 20 inches of movement that you can do without even moving the tripod. So um, we also came up with like our pillar system, which you can clamp to a shelf in your blind for filming out of a blind. Um, that same system will work out of a pop-up blind. Um, and we also have for more running gun guys, we have a monopod with a stake on the bottom, which I love to use during turkey season because it's so easy. Instead of you carrying a tripod, just stake a monopod in the ground <sighs> and start self-filming that way. So, um, and then of course we have, you know, the app camera option, camera arm options from the guys that are just getting started and just want to use their cell phone all the way to, you know, using the, the big professional guys running the giant camera rig. So yeah, that's kind of how it started and it kind of turned and evolved over the years to really a whole product line of camera and the camera arm accessories that, um, that hopefully can equip, you know, everybody, no matter if you're just starting out or a professional to, to get those memories, those special memories on film. Yeah. Now, where'd the name come from? Okay. So that one, um, so there is, let's hear which, um, there is a verse in the Bible. It talks about having your quiver full of arrows, referring to your children. Okay. And, um, you know, the, it says, happy is he that hath his quiver full of them. And our owner has five kids. And uh, his fourth one is the one that's kind of been involved in fourth era cameras. Really? So that's okay. Kinda, that's kind of how it all came from. So, yeah. That's cool. I, I was like, gosh, maybe some guys only have three arrows in their quiver and this is their fourth <laughs> one. I'm like, uh, yeah, we have some people that, that say it like that. Wait, yeah. It took you four arrows to kill the deer? Yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at it. You know, I, I carry six arrows in my quiver. That's only because Hoyt doesn't make an eight arrow quiver. So you got to get uh, the, uh, you got to get the, uh, 10 arrow quiver, Jason. I used to have one of those. I used to have one that had like eight in the hood and then two Ted on Nugent the outside quiver. for, for judo points and stuff. Uh, so, yeah. Well, that's good. Uh, very nice. A little, little shout out to the, to the helper there that got him got him going. And so 
now you guys are are all over the place. You've got stuff for you know now ground blinds and box blinds and stuff. And and so if somebody's looking and and they say, hey, you know, I've always wanted to film my hunts. I've just never really done it. I mean, what what kind of advice or which direction are you going to lean those folks? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I would first tell people if you're just wanting to get into it, um, cell phones are getting so good these days. I would just start with your cell phone. You know, it depends kind of what your goal is. If you want to start, you know, a decent YouTube channel, you know, sometimes having you know, some zoom and some other options is really nice, especially if you rifle hunt. But if you're mainly an archery hunter and you just want to get out there and be able to, you know, film that shot to be able to slow down that in post and, and watch that arrow frame by frame and see where you hit the animal, right? That shot, um, that really helps us, you know, shot placement with recovery and all that. And also just, if you just want to show your friends and your buddies, you know, what you're seeing out there in the woods, um, I would say just use your cell phone. Um, we actually came out with a, an arm, a camera arm specifically for guys that are just starting out using their cell phone or even just a small handy cam. Um, that one's called the baton arm on our website. And it's a, it doesn't have all the bells and whistles as some of our other ones, but we tried to get it at a price point that basically anybody that wants to start filming their hunts, they're going to be able to do that. Um, so that'll cover you for, like a ladder stand or a tree stand type of thing. And then, you know, if you wanted to just pick up a, a, a small, one of our tripods, we have a tripod light that's really lightweight. And, um, all, or, um, if you're turkey hunting, um, you could do like our monopod with our ground stake, as I mentioned before. Um, and then we have, we, we have a head, um, that you can mount a phone holder right onto. Um, so, yeah, again, if, if you're, if you're just starting out, want to get your feet wet a little bit, you can just use your phone. You don't have to have all the, all the fancy camera gear to get started. Um, and then, you know, if you love it, grow, you can grow from there and upgrade your camera and your equipment as you go. You know, I've got, it's interesting. You mentioned cell phones cause I've got a buddy of mine and, and he's been doing an outdoor TV show for a number of years and that's what his, um, I don't know, production guy or editor or whatever you call him. He actually said, Hey, just, you know, leave the camera in the truck and use your cell phone because the new cell phone cameras are as good as some of these high dollar cameras. He said, it's, it's the same footage. Yeah. So, I mean, other than, other than zoom and other than, you know, low light capabilities, you can get a lot of good content from some of these modern smartphones. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I won't ask you which one you recommend because I'm afraid I might get the answer that he said. So, <laughs> and us and droid guys don't like that. So, yeah, you wouldn't like my answer then. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But it was, uh, and I gave him a little grief about that too the whole time. It was like, really, iPhone? Interesting. So, what uh, now for, from here out, where do you see you guys going in the future? You know, you've got, a, a good base and you're expanding that line where what's the next step for, for fourth arrow yeah for sure i mean i think i think always we're always trying to just innovate and make it um easier for everyone to film their hunts um like i said over the years we've made some improvements and we're always trying to look at ways we can we can cut weight we can make setup easier um 
And, you know, one thing that we've been kind of focusing on, one thing that's become increasingly popular over the last few years is saddle hunting. Um, I've started to dabble in it a little bit last year. And Man, I've, I've heard of shed, shed hunting and rabbit hunting. I've never heard of hunting for saddles before. I know it's, it's such an odd thing. And you would think it'd be some guy out there uh, hanging from a tree with some horse saddle or something, but no, <laughs> but uh, that's it, with those guys, a lot of them hunt public land and they're really trekking, you know, quite a ways into, um, into the woods. Right. And, you know, weight, every ounce that you can shave down really matters. So we're always looking at different ways we can improve. Um, the baton arm was kind of fun for us because um, up to that point, you know, kind of our beginner camera would be like our stiff arm, which for a lot of guys that just want to use their cell phone is a little overkill. Um, they can kind of grow into it, but so it's nice to just kind of expand that into, you know, having some options for the guys that are just, just really just starting out. So um, again, I think, I think at this point, we're just looking to just to continue to innovate and whatever we can do to make filming easier um, that that's always our goal. That's a good goal to have. And one that a lot of people, the, the more folks are doing it, the more that, that will get out there. So it's, um, it's pretty interesting to see how many folks actually do that. Yeah. And filming has been like, it has really grown in popularity. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And it's kind of neat because it's, when you're doing it, it, it can be a hassle, but it's really cool after the fact um, just to see, Hey, where did you hit that thing? Where it's, it's really neat, um, to be able to go and, and relive it. And that's, I've seen in some cases where it's, it's helped, um, you know, where you're like, okay, it's that shots a little bit back. Maybe we need to wait a little bit longer than we normally would. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, that's, 100%. yeah, that's a good shot. He's, he's there. It's, it, it's, uh, there's definitely advantages to having that footage. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I know like the, that shot, that moment of truth happens so fast that you're like, Oh, I think I made a good hit, but unless you can slow it down frame by frame, you, you know, sometimes you really don't know. And the other, the other side of that too, is it's, it's so much fun just to take, you know, other people out and film them. That that's what I really enjoy. Like taking my younger brothers out and just, being able to capture those special memories and, you know, be able to show them some of the, Oh yeah, that was, that was your first year. You know, they just, to be able to capture that excitement that they get when they shoot their first year, it's just a blast. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, take them out and show them what they shoot any deer. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so how about you now? What part of the world are you in? So we are based out of Grand Rapids area in Michigan. So kind of the Western um, part of the state, kind of like maybe a little bit lower than the middle. Um, so yeah, not exactly known for the biggest deer up here, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, it's beautiful up here. Yeah. Well, that's why they make airplanes and pay, <laughs> pickup trucks. Although <laughs> gas right now, I mean, you know, two days ago it was four bucks. Now it's five. Who knows what it's going to be by the end of the weekend? I know. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to have to get into saddle hunting. I mean, using a saddle on a horse soon. <laughs> yeah. I'll, that's uh, all of a sudden this, uh, it, you know, this, my, my Baku 
all of a sudden has gone from just kind of something fun to have in the mountains to, gee, I may need that to go get a soda. Yeah. (laughs) Fortunately, my commute's pretty short. I I just got to go from the, from the other room to the office. So I don't, I don't have a big commute, but. Oh, there you go. (laughs) So, well, that's good. And then now tell us about you, Joe, what, what is your favorite thing to chase with the bow? Well, I, I would say my favorite would be elk but i haven't had success with that one yet <laughs> i mean you it's it's hard because you know i love i love chasing whitetails and shooting them with the bow is so much fun um but i think my ultimate my ultimate dream is to kill an elk with a bow and uh i went out for my first elk hunt last year in montana and that was just an absolute blast just to be what I love about bow hunting is you're just, it's so up close and personal yeah. and especially being next to an animal that's that huge. When you hear a bugle from up close, it's just like, oh, it's incredible. It's an incredible experience. So, um, planning on Lord willing going back this year. Um, so I don't know, we'll see how that goes, but, uh, hopefully get an elk. We went, uh, last year we went on, um, you know, federal land. So you never know what you're going to get. You get a lot of hunting pressure, um, especially, you know, a couple of weeks in the season when the rut is, you know, hopefully at more of its peak, um, you get quite a bit of pressure. They get pushed around, but, um, one of our guys in our group got one last year. The other guy had a, um, marginal hit on one. We didn't recover that one sadly, but, uh, yeah. Um, I can't wait to go back there for sure. Yeah. Good. I'll yeah, tell you what fun to chase. I'll tell you what, uh, not interests me more, but, um, you know, when you're talking filming your hunts, it, it doesn't take long for the name fourth arrow to come up. Uh, most yeah. people who are serious about filming their hunts pretty much use a fourth arrow. Um, however, I'm not as familiar with Winsent. Um, walk us through what Winsent is, how it works, why it works, what it does. Um, cause I'm curious. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, Again, I'll, I'll kind of go back to where Winsent kind of all started. Um, we, um, actually our owner, he, he noticed these people out vaping, kind of when vaping, you know, was becoming really a big thing. Um, you'd see a lot of people doing it. And you could, you know, they often be vaping different fruity, fruity flavors and things like that. And you, you go outside out at a restaurant and you can smell somebody vaping from the other side of the parking lot if the wind was blowing the right way. And he's like, wait a minute, what happens if you put some beer urine in that thing? (laughs) So within a short period, I can't imagine it tastes very good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You wouldn't want to be blowing it yourself. Uh, within a short period of time, um, we had one, uh, a prototype unit that we kind of cobbled together. And, uh, of course we wouldn't want yourself to be the pump, um, and blow it out yourself. So that was uh, one stipulation. We needed a pump built into it. Right. So, um, Basically, the idea behind wind scent is, you know, when you, the traditional way of using scent, right, whether using it as a cover scent or an attractant scent is, you know, you, you're going to put it on a rag somewhere or, a, you know, a dr- something that drips the scent mm-hmm. or, um, you know, mock scrapes, oftentimes yeah, we'll put scent in those, right? The issue, though, with those scents is, well, when it's warm out, that scent usually quickly evaporates, Right. So you just only get so much mileage out of that scent. Um, when it's cold out, with, I'm from Michigan, it's pretty cold 
um, during peak rut here in Michigan. And we struggle with that scent freezing and then it's not very effective that way. Um, so the beauty of wind scent with what it does is it heats that scent up and vaporizes it out. So it's going to smell stronger. It's going to last longer and travel further. So basically what you're doing um, is you can have that scent vaporized. So it's on a cycle with that unit. It'll go off every one minute or every three minutes. Um, it also has a remote control or you can remotely control it. You can turn it off if you want to, or you can manually disperse it. And the cool thing about that is you're not only heating it up, but you're also putting that scent out for the entire duration of your hunt. So it's not like you're just pouring scent on the ground and it evaporates, it's kind of done and it loses that potency. With wind scent, you can just continue to distribute that scent on an interval um, throughout your entire hunt if you want. And I've, um, I've like, um, I went, I killed my first black bear over a wind scent unit. We actually have, so we have scents for like a whole variety of stuff. Um, white tail attractants, cover scents, um, predator scents, black bear scents, elk. Um, I killed my first, um, black bear with a bow over a wind scent, um, a couple of years ago. And that was just a blast. I had several bears come right up to the unit, literally put their noses right on it. Um, we usually use donut shop for black bears because it's just a really sweet smell. They absolutely love it. Um, uh. so that, that was, that was a blast watching that. And honestly, I, I use my wind scent a lot, um, as a cover scent, especially early season. Um, the key there being, you know, I usually put it near me and that, you know, that cover scent just blows down wind and, you know, we try to do everything we can to be as scent free as possible, but just everything we can do to try to help mask our scent, I think is just super important. So that's kind of where it came to be. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, we got lots of different scents for it. Like I said, we tied in with a bunch of different scent brands. So you're probably familiar with like conquest scents, pure white tail. Uh, we have Roger Raglan scents. Um, we have code blue. That was a new one we added this last year. Um, rat getter, um, horny deer scents, nose down. There's quite a few that we've kind of partnered with because all these other scent companies see, oh, that's a really neat way to distribute that scent. And yeah, they partner sure. with us and um, allow us to put that scent in our units. So it, it's just a really neat and efficient way to distribute your scent a lot different mm. than conventional ways. Yeah, definitely honest, different than pouring it on a log. Yeah. Be honest, you turn the donut shop on in your office when you get to work, don't you? Oh, it's amazing, man. <laughs> we usually... You, we often have donuts here every Friday. So then people would think it'd be Friday. <laughs> yeah. I uh, see. My thing is I, I, I use nose jammer religiously and uh, I've come to love the smell so much that I, I literally just spray it in my office all the time. And so my wife's like, yeah, that's the last thing you want is your, your man cave to smell like vanilla cookies all the time. And I'm like, I love it. Yeah. There you go. You know, it's like, yeah, you, you have the option of vanilla cookies or you know, urine, yeah. take your pick. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. yeah. I, that's... I usually use Apple, you know, and sometimes as well too. That's a really good one. <laughs> I, uh, I remember one time I was, I was hunting black bears and they weren't using wind scent, but they were using like a, basically a, a, a duster. Like they would vape, like puff it and vape it out. Like before you hunted and, uh, dude walked in. I was so hungry, man. Before the hunt started, he <laughs> walked out. And he started pumping blueberry scent through that. And so then the entire <laughs> hunt like was just overwhelmingly strong. I smelled blueberries and I'm like, good Lord, I'm so hungry. And I just kept smelling blueberries the entire hunt. 
it worked uh, killed a killed a bear over it but um yeah i was just i'm like god why couldn't you pick something that doesn't smell delicious <laughs> yeah like dead beavers or something they yeah. love those when i was yeah. in saskatchewan man a beaver tail uh they, those bears tear them things up huh so and what was that one called donut donut shop donut shop yep wow jason See, we be pumping that in his truck I'm telling you, man, we, we can't use bait in Oregon, but I, you know, I don't think there's anything about scents. Right. Yeah. And that's, that's the one thing that a lot of, a lot of guys have been looking at different options like that with the whole CWD thing and all the regulations like Michigan, we used to be able to bait. Well, actually it was illegal and then it was, and then it was made legal for a few years and now it's illegal again in most of the state um, because of CWD and all that. But that is a nice thing with scent is it's not bait. It's scent. So right. you can even use a food-based attractant. They're not going to consume anything. Like we have like sweet corn and apple and some different ones. So it, yeah, it's, it's different bait and it's, it's legal, you know, to use in that type of wow. situation. No, I've got a couple buddies who uh, use it and use it religiously. Um, I've just always been curious to it. Um, Cause you see them post about it and you see them with giant deer next to it and stuff. And you're like, man, it must be doing something right. Yeah. Um, but I've just never, never got the chance to really dive into what it does and how it works. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we've had, I don't know how many success stories, even last year that would stream in. It's, it's really fun just to hear like this deer came like right downwind of the unit and came right to it on like on a string. It's, it's kind of fun. And again, like I said, we've got so many people just using it as a cover scent, which I think is sometimes just as valuable, if not more valuable. Um, Cause if you can be undetected in the woods, that's, that's gold. You yeah. guys also have a, uh, a vaporizing wind, dete wind detector, don't you? Yep, absolutely. Um, we call it the wind scent grenade. So basically it's the same vapor scent technology, except in a really compact handheld version. Um, it looks like a grenade, hence the, the title of it. But um, we got different scents for that. If you want to be scent free, some guys, just are like, I only want to be scent free with that. Like if they're on an elk hunt out West and they want to check the wind, um, you have, we have scent free for it as well. Um, we have like earth pine, some different cover scents, or even a doe estrus or an elk urine in it too. So, um, I, I love using that, especially out West, like where you have to pay attention to, you know, when I'm in Michigan here, I usually know the wind direction for the most part, which it's still kind of nice to be able to see how it shifts throughout the night and really tell what the thermals are doing. Um, but out West, it's like super critical. You have to know what the thermals are doing and they're switch the wind directions are shifting all the time. You go over the next Ridge and it's different. And, you know, you, you start the morning and the winds going the, the thermals are pushing the air straight down because that cold air is just falling to the bottom of the mountain, but then it starts warming up and it reverses. So just playing the wind direction is super important then. Yeah, the, the nice thing about the grenade versus using like a powder or some other things is it's super easy. You don't have to do a lot of movement even. Um, if you just, you can just do a quick, simple squeeze. You don't have to shake it around and stuff to make it, um, make it go off. Plus you're putting out a little bit of cover scent if you want along with that. Yeah, I used a, I used a vaporizing wind checker for the longest time. Um, the only reason I stopped is I couldn't, there was nowhere in my, in my bino harness that it fit. Oh, okay. um, it wouldn't yep. fit in any pockets. And I'm like, man, I don't want to have it in my backpack. I don't want to have it. I want it right there on my chest. And, uh, and so I end up having to switch back to it, just the old powder stuff. But, um, 
yeah, I saw that on there and and those are awesome. Um, very, very useful. Yeah. I know what a lot of guys do. Um, they'll get some of those retractable lanyards yeah. and put them on that way. Um, so yeah, it's kind of another option for people that are running and gunning using it. Yeah. That's neat. You know, I, I didn't know so much about that because I've heard, you know, I know a lot of people that film and so I've heard about your camera arms and accessories, but I, I did not know about the other. So that's good information. Yeah. Now, I bet we that. know what his non-traditional item is, Jason. Man, I'm telling you, it's, <laughs> It's a donut shop, and I need one. I'm telling you, that's, I, that's, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm just my, uh, my brain. I'm very rarely at a loss for words. A lot of people will, will agree with that. But uh, right won't. now, my, my brain is actually working through this, and I'm like, man, I wonder if you could just straight up do that. Just get in an area where you know there's some some bear activity, and plop the the donut shop out there and just wait for them to roll in. Oh yeah, for sure. No, we, the really funny thing is we actually had one of our customers. Um, he went out bear hunting. I don't, I think it was stateside. I don't think he was in Canada in Wisconsin or something. He went out with one of our units, set it up in front of his trail camera. I don't know how far from his tree stand climbed in his tree stand. Okay. Then probably 10 minutes later, he heard something coming through and it gets light and his wind sense gone. <laughs> the bear came bear and, it, so, and then it. he checked, he checked his trail camera and he sent us the photos. A bear came and grabbed the unit and walked off with it in its mouth. And we're just no laughing. Kidding. So we have what's we have a bear replacement guarantee. So if a bear breaks your unit or carries it away, we will replace it for free. But uh, that was kind of a, a funny story. We were just cracking up uh, seeing that happen. I've never had a bear take mine away. I've had them play with it and sniff it. So why you got to shoot them before they take it. Exactly. Yeah. His problem was he went out there in the dark. Yeah. Man, you, Dylan, your wife would not want to go where that guy was. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. She'd be like, bears? Uh-uh. Nope. Yeah. Wow. That's uh, so a bear replacement guarantee. Yep. Jason, I, I feel like I know your next purchase. I, man, I, I have to, yeah. I'm going to need to call Visa. I need some more money. <laughs> um, charge it on the card. I'll tell you, that's, no, that's neat. I just, um, I see, you know, as we're talking, I just see different options for, for ways to use that. So like you say, not only cover scent for that early season, but, but attracting scent later, later on when, when that's the thing so for sure lots of options yep and like i said we have predator options too um a lot of us a lot of guys love the predator hunt and um so if you can put that like a rabbit scent for example run that next to your 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 predator call which is usually a decent ways away from you and then you know if they come from the downwind side of that unit you know it's just going to make the whole picture more realistic um, same goes for like using it. A lot of guys, um, you, not a lot of guys use like a decoy for whitetail hunting up here, but I know like in Kansas, it's super popular, right? Those deer just come in to decoys and to make scent kind of completes the picture of realism. You know, if they come, you know, usually if there's a decoy, that deer is going to come in circle till it gets to that downwind side. 
they don't smell a scent, they kind of like, okay, well, this looks fake, right? But if they smell that scent that goes along with that decoy, it just it just makes it unresistible. <laughs> yeah. Outstanding. Jason, well, I you, think you got to ask him our big question. We got to so, ask. Yeah. You know, Joe, oh. there, there's one question we ask every guest on every show, and now is your turn. So when you find yourself out in the woods, whether it's up on the mountain chasing elk or in a tree chasing whitetails, what is one piece of gear, kind of a non-traditional item that you find you don't want to be without? Wind sets. Once again, anything else, you'd have to find a new job. Yeah, I think exactly. Again, you know, what, what? yeah, Visa. I need one of these. So I uh, yeah, bump me up. No, That's, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, you know, I'm. Oh man, untraditional piece of gear. Think of anything else that I always want to have with me. Um, I don't know when I'm. I'm the type of guy that if I'm going out West, I always have some camera gear with me, but that's if, you know, if I'm self filming and stuff, uh, like I always love to have a drone with me, no matter where I'm at. I guess it's just really fun to do aerial shots of stuff. And, <laughs> but that's not exactly hunting gear. It's more on the filming side, but, uh, um, yeah, I think Winsent was the thing. I think oh, that oh, 100%, the, 100%. Bingo. I, I like that. That's, uh, yeah. I've, that's that's pretty cool. I just see the possibilities, so I like it. And like I just you don't want to be, I just don't want to be, you know, walking around a mountain archery fest event or something. And like, Jason, do you have that in your pocket? Is that on oh, right now? Yeah. Are oh, you yeah. just walking around with it? <laughs> Donut shop. Uh, yes. You know what? Now the question is, do they have a bacon scent? You no, know, <laughs> we we have played around with that one, and okay. we don't have that one yet. Some with vaporizing scents, some are more challenging than others to, okay. to make work out well, but uh, it's definitely one that the guys have been asking for. <laughs> All right. Yeah. When I put me on the list for when All you right. have the bake, bacon scent. I can't imagine uh, donut shop not working though. I mean, well that the thing we have experienced, we, in the early days of wind scent, we played around with, as far as bear hunting goes, we played around with a ton of different scents and the most irresistible scent seems like to a black bear, at least, is just the sweet smell of a donut. So, like, oh, in Oklahoma, I'm, in Oklahoma, that's all they bait with. They'll go right. to the donut shops and ask for the day olds, and and they'll throw out trash bags full of donuts. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah I mean, yeah. grizzly. The problem bear is, you know, I mean, you're sitting there. You better have your your, you know, you better have your license signed and everything. You start. You know, too many donuts around, and you're either you're either gonna get a bear or you're gonna get checked by the game cops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, we actually uh, one of one of our uh, uh, cop buddies he he made us a video um, quite a few years ago, uh, just kind of a spoof video of this guy. He's out hunt bear hunting, right? He sets up the Winsent unit running donut shop, and he's sitting there, and he hears some leaves rustling, and all of a sudden, out of the woods come all these cops. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was funny. He, him as a cop, he could make fun of himself, but it was kind yeah. of hilarious. That's a, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I'll make fun of him too. I appreciate I a, him, but I'll make fun of him. I had a buddy, um, and he told me he's like, it was so funny because you, like you, I, he said it's hard to paint the picture, but he's like, this bear sat there, and for five minutes, like I don't even think they chewed. It was like they just sucked down long johns, <laughs> and it was just like they were just going in and they were gone, like. 
They never are, moved their they never moved their mouth. It was like they're they sucking up like, noodles. Yeah, those are like, uh, come on, enjoy it a second. Those are also known as maple bars for the rest of the world. If you if you're not sure what a you know if a long john is something you put under your hunting pants. So what if it's then, on chocolate? What if you put chocolate on it? Then it's not a maple bar. No, it's not. Then is it's it a still chocolate long john. It's still a long john. See, we call them long johns, and we call them maple long johns, chocolate long johns. So they call them. Yeah. What uh, What do you call thermal underwear? Like, what do you call long johns? Base layers. <laughs> no, we call them long johns. Okay. I'll wear my long johns and go long get guns. some long johns. You, you know what some, I mean? All right. Just checking. It's, uh, we also call all, this is a Southern thing. This isn't a Midwest thing, but all soda is just Coke. You go to you go to a grocery store and they say, "What would you like to drink?" You say, "I like Coke." And they say, "What kind?" Pepsi. Like that's everything is well, that's Coke. A, that's like the opposite of Coke. I mean, that's like See, that's like ever, Android versus you know, Apple. Like you don't ever hear somebody say, "I quit drinking pop" or "I quit drinking soda." They say, "I quit drinking Coke," and that means they quit drinking Sprite or well, Mountain Dew or whatever. Well, I'm, Coke. I'm I'm two weeks clean on Mountain Dew, but that's, no, you're I'll not. Tell you, yeah, I don't even hey, believe man. you. Uh, I can, I can tell you right now it's, you know, I get tired. You go into the restaurant you say, Hey, you have a Mountain Dew? And they're like, Oh, we have mellow yellow. And I'm like, no. So you can just tell me, no, sir, we don't have Mountain Dew. We don't have anything that's remotely equivalent. So interesting. Well, um, maple bars, Mountain Dew and donut shop. You heard, you heard it here first. Oh. oh, exactly. Well, Jason, Joe, here's what we need to do. We need to set up a bunch of wind scents around our convention with right. just donut shop and make everybody be like, man, dude, I'm hungry. Then they'll eat more. Yeah. You know, we yeah, we should just see if people, I'll bet people would notice that. I'll bet some people would, would seek that out if they smelled that. Oh yeah. I just would. Like sure. a bear. Yeah. yeah. I would be there. <laughs> Well, that's cool. Well, Joe, I'll tell you what, man, that's uh, definitely some great stuff you guys have. Um, I appreciate you coming on and talking to us about it. And I appreciate your guys' support of Pope and Young and, and bow hunting all across North America. Yeah. Yeah. appreciate it. Yeah. We're, like I said, we're happy to be, be part of it all and supporting Pope and Young and everything they do. And yeah, I appreciate you guys having me on today. Absolutely. And we'll be looking for that uh, elk entry from Montana next fall. All right. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. I would, I would love that. I would love to just even shoot a white tail in Michigan that would qualify. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's uh, you, you and me both. <laughs> yes. So, uh, well, Hey, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate your support and man, uh, have a great day. Thank you. You, you do yeah. you as well, guys. Thanks.